As cozy lifestyle bloggers, we have an affinity for good lighting. Oh, for crying out loud, Michelle, we were raised in the dark. We have an affinity for good lighting because we couldn't see growing up. This is true. Our mom liked it real dim. I think what you're trying to say is if you too have an affinity for great lighting or don't know much about it and can use some expertise, well, we have just the place for you. Horton's Home Lighting. Between Horton's premier lighting showroom and team of lighting specialists, your lighting woes will never go unanswered again. Every square inch of ceiling and walls are covered with twinkling light fixtures as well as ceiling fans of every style and design. The store alone is a destination worth visiting. Oh, but sister, Horton's is so much more than incredible lighting. Horton's also features a full ACE hardware with the most helpful and knowledgeable of employees, as well as indoor and outdoor seasonal decor, patio furniture, and so much more. Yeah, like items like the solo stove, uni pizza ovens, tabletop heaters, everything your Midwestern heart desires. Horton's offers Chicagoland's largest in-stock selection of home lighting with locations in LaGrange and Orland Park. Visit any of their showrooms and you will see that Horton's isn't just another lighting store, it's a true destination. Yeah, you know, walking into Horton's is kind of like walking into home. For more information on Horton's, head to www.hortonshome.com. When shopping on hortonshome.com or while in-store, use our code SISTERS for $50 off of any purchase of $250 or more. That's SISTERS, S-I-S-T-E-R-S, for $50 off of any purchase of $250 or more. Michelle. Yes? As a new mom, I am realizing that there is nothing more important than having access to incredible care for my kid. Yeah, isn't that the truth, Lauren? Mm-hmm. And now you get it more than ever with your sweet little Luna. I know, I love her. Okay, let, let's stay on the script here. <laughs> okay. I know I always say this, but it really does take a village to get these kids through life, especially if a little one needs an extra hand meeting their developmental milestones as they grow. That's why our friends at Hummingbird Pediatric Therapies are just the village you are seeking should your child need services. Their therapies range from pediatric counseling, speech, occupational, feeding, and physical therapy. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, they offer neurodevelopmental treatment and social-emotional playgroups. Hummingbird offers the most comprehensive five-star-reviewed pediatric therapy in the Chicagoland area for children of all developmental stages. Hummingbird helps kids and parents navigate big toddler feelings, autism, sensory processing disorder, Down syndrome, picky eaters, speech delays, and many other developmental delays and genetic disorders. If you have a small child and are curious about their milestones, check out Hummingbird's developmental tool at hummingbirdpediatrictherapies.com. That interactive checklist option is free, and with just a few questions answered, you will get immediate feedback at no cost. For more about Hummingbird Pediatric Therapies and their services, or to make an appointment for your child, head to hummingbirdpediatrictherapies.com and meet your tribe. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And we're so excited you stopped by for a visit. Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. (laughs) Our goal is to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy.
Well, hello there, and welcome back to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project, the coziest podcast that has ever been created. I am your host, Lauren, being joined by my co-host and sister, Michelle. And don't forget Kevin. And Kevin. Kevin, who behaved himself during this taping. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin was a captivated listener throughout (laughs) this convo. Well, our guest is easy to be captivated by. Yes. You guys, today's conversation with our special guest is award-winning if i don't if i do say so myself we're giving ourselves a podcast award for this one <laughs> we were joined by whitney reynolds of the whitney reynolds show and this is a woman that you want to pause what you're doing and listen to because you're going to be exceptionally inspired by her story her grit mm-hmm. her, what she's doing out in the television space I, you know what i we're gonna let we're gonna let this this conversation go and let you guys just get after it but i have to say something when we were talking to her and she's like, you know, when I was, I knew all my life I was meant to be on TV. I was going to be on TV. I believe it's that kind of mindset that why her dreams that are backed up and slammed with purpose come true mm-hmm. because she felt it, she knew it, and that's now what she's, she's doing, doing it. it. So a little bit about Whitney, and then we're going to let you guys loose here. Whitney Reynolds believes in more seats at the table, inspiration in the hard moments, and hope for all. She is the executive producer and host of the Telly Award-winning and Emmy-nominated Whitney Reynolds Show. Um, you can catch it on PBS. We're going to leave all of the links about everything she talked about in our show notes, so be, be sure to catch her on television, follow her on Instagram, follow her on Facebook. She's the type of lady we sat down with. We had never met her personally before. And you don't know how that's going to go. No, sometimes. sometimes you're like, eek, how's this going to go? And this one was awesome. But all of our guests are awesome. I, and this one was awesome. But we well, are, I mean, we have, the, our listeners don't know that. They don't hear all of our guests sometimes. Oh, well, I feel like we have a knack for, you know, like meeting some of these wonderful, cool people, really successful people. And it's just as really fun for us on the receiving end yeah. to hear their stories to be able to share their stories with to our with audience the stories. but then yeah. also to connect with them yes. and that is really the sole purpose of our podcast is to have these really empowering meaningful sometimes fun and lighthearted conversations and share them with our listeners and this one with Whitney checked all of those boxes didn't it yeah yeah, yeah. you guys are gonna be blown away we're so thankful that Whitney took the time out of her busy days to sit down and have a cozy chat with us and we are so excited to share this conversation with you guys. So without further ado, please enjoy our special episode with Whitney Reynolds. Here we go, Whitney Reynolds. All right, Kevin, quiet on set, buddy. And we have a baby <laughs> upstairs who's with Grandma Jan, so hopefully everyone just behaves themselves. I love it. And that is like the thing with moms, we get it done, we TCB. I, I, we do. And I'm a new mom. I'm learning that you just try to get it done and you, and what you don't get done, you try again tomorrow. And better moms get what you're trying to do. So we're all good. I really, I appreciate the support you guys. (laughs) We're here for you. So Whitney, we'd love to kick things off. Um, starting to talk about your show, the Whitney Reynolds show, we dug into your bio and how it started and we're blown away and very inspired by your tenacity and your grit and your your not your no give up um, attitude. Can you share your story um, and how the Whitney Reynolds show started? Because it's kind of unlike any other like beginning of a show that I've ever heard of before. It's it's extremely incredible the process of how we've gotten to where we are. And I look back and I'm, there were so many moments in our journey where literally I was my best yes. 
And we're finally to a point where we're getting other yeses. <laughs> but it, for years, in fact, I wish you could see, I actually just had this framed. I have um, a drawing of me in fourth grade when my life was completely turned around and my little yearbook picture. And I look completely like kind of shocked and all the emotions. And I have that hanging up in my office because I fight for that girl every day. And I mm-hmm. told my husband that because he was like, oh, another picture of yourself graces the walls of her house. <laughs> and I said, like, what? this one's different. Yeah, this one's different. And this one, um, this one really symbolizes the combination of the dream turned mission mm-hmm. and combining those. And that really is the genius behind our show, because I truly believe we all have dreams. And if we take a second to evaluate what our dreams are, we have them. Some of us have really big ones. Some of us have the dream to like go skiing in the Alps. Okay. So we have these dreams, but if we can align that with like deep seated purpose and try to connect those dots of why we've encountered the journey we have and combine that with the dream, I truly believe there's no stopping people. And that's what happened with the Whitney Reynolds show. We, and, and all those dots along the way mattered, but I was always, I always knew I wanted to be on TV. Like from five years old, most people were playing with Barbies. I was making my friends dress up in their sister act costume for Halloween. And I would tape a tennis ball to the end of a paper towel, empty holder. And that was my microphone. And we would tape in my living room and we would do these kind of things. And there was never a moment in my childhood that I didn't know that I was going to do this. And I think some people, you know, like my husband's one that has kind of shifted careers over the years and always in sales, but went to technology and really loves it there. But like, for me, there was no doubt is I'm going to be a national TV show one day. I would sneak back and watch Jenny Jones. And it was really fun. The Mari show. I mean, that, Jenny Jones. that's God, a throwback. That Whitney. A throwback. You know it. I love the Where family. is she, by the way? You know, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I, I'm going to do a deep dive. Don't care. We want to know where you are. Jenny, Jenny, we want to know. So, Jenny. <laughs> right. I know Jenny Jones. So would, I knew forever that I was going to do TV, but it was really, I had what I would call a challenging childhood and it's not just my story. So, um, it impacts more people than just me. So I leave it kind of as that, like it definitely molded who I am Mm -hmm. and kind of made me have to double down on myself and what I wanted to do and be okay with my purpose. And, you know, the weird thing is in the nineties, when I I was born in 86, but in the nineties, when I was growing up and in these like formative years, when everything kind of happened, it was one of those things that we were told back in the day, quiet, quiet, quiet. You don't want people to know. And I was kind of caught in this. Well, one day I want to be on national TV. And of course people will know. And then along the way, as I was going along my TV journey, which I was lucky, my little small town of Duran, Oklahoma had a TV show for the high school and it played on cable television, which is so much of a God wink. Cause my first show actually here in Chicago launched on cable television. And then I, um, I went on to Baylor and then I went on to good morning America. And I was always kind of on this TV track, went back and became a morning anchor because there's no college degree for saying talk show. And so I did the typical news thing. I learned how to talk on TV for two hours a day. And, um, I did, I did understand some more of my talents when I was doing the news route, because the radio talkbacks where you were casually chatting on set with like the radio station, the local one I had, I had a really good time with, and it was really easy for me. It was much easier than reporting on fires or, Mm -hmm. you know, 
sad stuff. So I realized, oh, I kind of, I like that. But again, there's no like, where do I apply to be the next Oprah? Right. So it was really when I was in my mid twenties and I had been here in Chicago and I had the opportunity to launch weekends with Whitney. And I had been on TV for five years in the anchor seat. And I realized, you know, my childhood and my life didn't accidentally be given to me. Like this was a now turned mission. And how do I create something that would help kids similar in my situation or their parents? And so that's when I really, it is interesting. I just like had this, I know my purpose now. And I know I, and I already knew my talent. So th- those were the two. And so in my mid twenties, I, it was the night before I pitched the network was my first date with my husband. We walked around the park, which I don't call it a date because he didn't pay for anything. So it really wasn't a date. Yeah. It was more of a park were you walking around. Yeah. It was just a stroll. So we, <laughs> we were strolling around the park, but it was such a neat time because I, I knew who I was at that moment. I knew my yeah. mission and I connected those dots and I was told, uh, your show is not going to be sexy enough. Like you need some more appeal. And I was like, no, I really believe people need hope and they need to know that their story matters. And so that is how we went the route to PBS because, um, sometimes mainstream media wants those, you know, moments of like, and your father is not who you thought it was. you know. Right. <laughs> and so for us, we wanted to be that vessel for change. And so we went the PBS route and then now 14 seasons later, which is so crazy we are nationally on PBS and it's really technically season four for national, but, um, season 14 for the Whitney Reynolds show in totality. That's that's phenomenal. And I love that you had this vision and you were like, no, 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 you're not going to change it. Higher ups. We're going with what my vision is. Well, and they, I mean, that's the other thing is, you know, when people said, no, it's not sexy enough. I knew, that this wasn't just an accident. And what was really crazy is I'd been pushing for national for a long time. I've gotten more no's, I think, than most people in life. And I like, again, I said, my, my best yes is always me. I always say yes to myself. So when we got picked up for national was in the midst of COVID, it was 2020. And it was when the world, which we had no idea when we pitched the show back in 2012, that a pandemic was going to happen where people needed hope. They needed to believe their story matters. They needed that safe space of a show. And so it was just amazing timing of when it all really, truly connected for this national syndication. Um, one of our favorite quotes that I read, and I haven't heard it put this way before. I think it goes, it's your quote. I believe it said, um, it's if one door closes, find the window. <laughs> well, it's find the darn window, open <laughs> that window, like climb out of the window, like have some really best girlfriend like, hoist you up. Yes. Get a ladder. Like because push her. I believe it was a nun that was telling Julie Andrews in a sound of music <laughs> that if the door will closes to find the window, really? not the is darn it, window. But that but it's close did she say that to you? And, yes. Oh God, remember, she, remember Julie Andrews was being, you know, she was frolicking around the hills <laughs> and she'd is, come back to the nun, the nunnery late. And they'd be like, this one, what's she doing? And the one nun was like, listen, lady, if one door closes, let the other one open and get on, go with that it. Is so cool. it's, it is, it's one of my favorite things of like, think of another way out. Like it's not always the door that makes sense. It could be the little, you know, safety latch window thing, you know, storm shelter door. Michelle likes the, ter- the Michelle learned of the, the, the phrase recently, there's more than one way to skin a cat, yeah, not recent, but it was in regards to sound and podcasting. And when <laughs> she, say, yeah, that not, sounds really bad for that feline. 
But she was, but you have but the same approach in life, Michelle. I feel I like completely relate yeah. to all of this because I, well, my dad, who is a, a great teacher to me in a lot of ways, and I worked closely with him for several, for a couple of decades. He, he really taught me that, you know, in those no's or in the chaotic moments or when something feels like it can't happen, that that's a lesson or it can happen, or there's another opportunity waiting around the corner. So mm-hmm. yeah. Totally. And it's pruning you for more. That's the big thing is like, that's what on my Instagram this week, that's what I was talking about. Because when we present the show, people have come through the tough stuff and connected the dots that that's why they went through it. And here's their platform now, but I really wanted to speak to the person that's in it. Mm-hmm. And if they can just be and kind of like look around and understand that this is going to launch them forward in maybe a way they didn't see, but these tough moments really do form some amazing things. You know, as when we were pre-show, the three of us chatting, we we told you a little bit about our mom and how we've shared our story with grief and loss with our followers and our community. And it has really helped shape our community um, here at the Sister Project. And we were wondering how, and you were just kind of touching on it just now, how your audience, your guests, your listeners have create how you have created a space for them with the Whitney Reynolds show. What do you find is the the, the result of allowing these people and giving them the space to be heard and to share their story. Well, that's a great, it's interesting because we're ever morphing into more and more and more. Like we are about to move studios, which is huge tape with a live audience, which is huge. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. Cool. And that's my thing is I wouldn't be surprised if 10 more seasons from now, we actually have some type of wing that is just dedicated to people that need to feel seen and heard. Cause we only do so many shows a year and we are now having thousands of people right in. And, you know, one of my friends posted, cause she had applied to the Oprah show some crazy amount of time. She has an amazing story. Her name's Aaron. She has Aaron's law. She's a fabulous person, but Oprah, what she did back in the day is she wrote a handwritten letter that said, I don't know if we're going to use your story or have you on, but we want you to know that and it wasn't your story matters, but you know, that, that you can get through this or you can go. It was really beautiful. She posted it on our Facebook. And that is what we are starting to walk into as the Whitney Reynolds show is so many people need to feel seen and heard and we want them to. Mm -hmm. So where we are right now is we've seen this exponential growth of people riding in. So I wouldn't be surprised if like 10 years, we have another wing to the business model that is um, there to help people that are in the midst of it. And so as a community for the show right now, we create topics that we know have, um, have been delicate but will inspire change. And so that's really what we go after. And then we couple that with celebrity interviews and, um, and it, and that's what forms the show, but I wouldn't be surprised if in 10 years we have to create something more because there are so many people needing that resource outside of our 2645, which is our time slot on TV. Now, Whitney, what kind of stories are you having our people writing in? And uh, to kind of piggyback that question, we were wondering if there were, if there was a particular story that someone has shared with you on the show or even in letter form that has forever stuck with you? Well, um, now I would call her one of my um, dear friends, but Cassandra Tanner Miller was a mom that um, lost her child and she had advocated for her family saying she needed help 
prior to this happening. And her estranged husband came in and thought he killed her and then killed their son. That was a baby there. Her other daughter, she somehow, and I would love it whenever this airs, we can throw the link of that show in here because it is one of the most um, heart-wrenching shows, but you know, this mom is charged with an angel from heaven saying, protect more families, mom, protect more families. And so she was sitting and at the time we taped this in my house, she's sitting in my living room and I'm a mom. So becoming a mom changes your everything, but it changes even your fight for the family after you, for what you're going through. And she opened up about getting that second gust of breath after her strange husband thought she had died and going to save her other daughter. And now she has created Colton's task force. And I'm telling you, she is an incredible that even like she went on the news with bruises and with her face still completely impacted from this tragedy and knew that she had to save other families. And that was one of those interviews of, I don't know how she is doing this. I really don't know the, how you, I mean, even like if, if you find her on social, she is very, very, very open and it is so hard. And that is one just mom to mom that has totally impacted me, but it's the change that she's doing past the trauma that is really making the everlasting mark in saving families. Like there are so many families and I tell her this all the time. She doesn't even know she's saving right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, for you to receive that story, that's a lot of heavy, that's a lot of heaviness too, as the, the storyteller and the person who's helping facilitate the space to help save other families. Mm-hmm. You have something that you do, whether it's like in the morning or at night, like a routine or ritual to help you de-stress or find calm or prepare for these kind of stories. You know, I am very spiritual. And so when I go into extremely tough, I mean, some of our stories are, are delicate, but they're not like the level I just shared. And I remember praying the morning I interviewed her of like, just give me the right ease Mm -hmm. and words and, and emotion, because I don't want to become calloused. I want to be in the viewer seat of this is really, really powerful for what it can do to help other people. And how do I be able to navigate this interview? And it really is a, um, you know, some people call it like the two-step because you're trying to go back and forth and have this like cohesive interview, but it is really important that when you're telling these difficult stories, that there is some type of flow that can create tangible change. And, and that is something that we work really hard on. And then with our team, I've been doing this consistently for over a decade, but some of our team members are new. We have new contractors come in. So that is another thing that we always tell our team is like, just understand that like, these are tough stories and that we are doing this to inspire change, but just know that like, it's okay to feel. And I remember one, one season very vividly that we were taping and my camera operator just broke down crying. And they got so carried away in that interview that they were in that moment with us. And you know what I thought to myself, some people could have got mad because you're like, oh my gosh, we're in this interview, you know, stay with it. But I knew I was like, oh, this is probably one of our 
most captivating interviews if it captivated my cameraman, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's what I knew. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good one. As we continue to grow, we are trying to, and we're finally in a spot where we have so many amazing dreamers on our team that are really skilled at what they do. So we are dipping our toe into new things that we've never done before. Again, this live audience we're really excited about, but we're also doing more package pieces that are very deep storytelling, which is really cool. So I'm really happy with everything that's coming to life with our new season. And we're in week three of our new season for the show for the fall. So we're like in the midst of like releasing everything as we speak. Let's take a quick break. Michelle, I am loving your new glasses. Well, gee, thanks. You're actually the one that inspired me to take care of my old ass eyes. Uh, yeah, girl, I had to get those floaters checked out and I was in desperate need of new contacts. So I decided to make an appointment with a local eye doctor in lieu of one of those big box experiences. Oh, you aren't getting your eyes checked at the same spot you picked up your flat screen and lobster anymore? Oh, no, I hate lobster. But exactly, I wanted to have a relationship with the person who actually checks my eyeballs. And that is why I started going to West and vision in LaGrange. You and me both, honey. And you know what else? What? There's something real cozy about going to a local eye doctor who also happens to be a woman. You can say that again. <laughs> Dr. Carrie John has 22 years of experience and her staff are experts when it comes to helping you find the perfect frame for your face. Mm-hmm. And West End Vision feels like an eyewear boutique too, which is awesome. So your shopping experience is a little bit different and the frame selection is wide and unique. There is literally a frame for everyone. Agreed. And now I see through rose-tinted lenses thanks to West End Vision. Yeah, I wasn't sure about mm. those funky rose-tinted lenses at first, but Mike Mirror and his frame-styling expertise wouldn't steer you wrong. I'm obsessed with them. Now, if you are overdue for an eye exam or are in need of a, a frame refresh, head to westendvision.com or call or text... 708-482-3200 and schedule your next eye appointment. And be sure to mention the Sister Project for 15% off of a pair of non-prescription sunglasses. And now back to our cozy conversation. You have, based on what you just said, in regards to even like your cameraman breaking down, I mean, I feel like with these kind of deep stories, that seems like something that would be very, uh, that would, that's possible. That would happen that the people on set would be affected by the stories mm -hmm. that are being told to you. What kind of lessons are you as a woman learning or taking away from the conversations you're having with these people? So it's really important for me to know that this is my job at the end of the day too. Like as much as, um, you know, like I've interviewed, um, gold medalist in the Olympics, right? Their job actually goes to like eating the right amount of protein to training this and this and this. And so for me, I take my interviews very, very seriously. Like there are things that, and, and at the end of the day, it is my baby and it is our show that we're trying to propel. So I take my job as an interviewer, very, very, very serious. And if it's not right, we will do it again and we will get it right. And I always say like, we never want to make a mom cry twice. Okay. So it is very important that we all are super prepped and super ready and doing this, um, doing this the right way. And so I take it very seriously. I take it literally. Um, I did a live Whitney Reynolds live, and it was more of an experience this last spring. And I was in bed reading my notes and practicing even where I'm going to inflect. Now I'm not saying I'm going to be like a robot and be like, welcome to the, but I knew I had this vision of like how I wanted to walk in 
and captivate that room so we could go right into the interview and that flow would be right. And that is, I mean, that is what you call like being really trained at what you do. And that would takes practice because sometimes we think, oh, I'm just going to be able to do this, close my eyes. And actually my director, he called me when I was waiting to hop on this and was like, I need to look at your calendar in the next week because I need four hours with you. I'm like, well, I don't have four hours. He's like, if you want this live taping to go right, I need four hours. And that's the kind of stuff we're doing now. It's more very detailed and here's how we do it. And here's how we are next level. You know, Whitney, just listening to you talk, Michelle and I have like big dreams of our own as well. So having this conversation with you is exceptionally inspiring. So thank you for sharing this kind of enthusiasm and energy with us. And I know that a lot of our listeners, um, both of the ones that that will be coming from, from your fans coming to listen, and then our listeners as well, might be wanting to know a little bit more about how to make our dreams come true. You put in place, I you mentioned at the beginning about having your purpose. And if you have a purpose and if you have a dream, those are going to coincide together to kind of help kickstart everything. But for our listeners listening, um, and lots of them, most of them are women. Many of them are moms and many of them might be kind of in a place in life where it's like, uh, whether it's a relationship or a job, they're not feeling it, but they've got, yeah, they're looking to pivot. What kind of advice would you offer our listeners? Well, it's twofold. I'm finally to a place where I was saying I'm getting more yeses than nos, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to power through those nos. And it's really hard to financially be a dreamer. And I say all that because there's not, yeah, there's, there's not a magical unicorn fountain of money that comes down to be an entrepreneur. And that Mm -hmm. is something that every year, no matter how big or how much we've grown is still a constant. And I had, I, we're at the end of our year coming up and we have some sponsor switch-ups Well, people forget when I'm doing a show that I also own the show, which is so weird and so exciting. And it looks super glamorous, Mm -hmm. but I'm still human. And when a sponsor pulls out or a sponsor comes on, I'm still human. So it's like, it's wearing multiple hats and honoring the feeling and the strength and the struggle Mm -hmm. in those different realms. And sometimes when we're pivoting a dream, we have to really decide how do we do that dream and still survive. And so for me, when I launched the Whitney Reynolds show, I did real estate videos and I did those because I needed money to fund my show and to keep my little tiny apartment mine. And so that, that was like, literally when I met my husband, I had a tiny, tiny apartment that you had to actually like turn to the right to get into the bathroom. And you like, made at Caribou Coffee, right? We did. We I did. He hooked up my little computer. <laughs> yeah, he, it was so funny. And then would he proposed to you at Caribou too? He did. And this is the chair I met him in. Would you take from the stop? Yeah. I well, what was really? I mean, I'm really sad they closed down. Okay. No, I love it here too. What was beautiful about that is the chalkboard he proposed on is actually in my son's room. And then this is the chair I met him in. Like, this is the chair I decided to sit down in and meet my husband. Yeah. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but you were saying that about to keep your apartment and you said you were going into doing like almost like side hustles to keep your, Oh yeah, I had to. And 
Yeah. Even to this day, like it's so interesting because I am an entrepreneur at heart. Like there are other, um, you know, like everything ties back to the Whitney Reynolds show, but even like some of the spokesperson stuff I'm doing, like I just, you know, joined a tech company because they need a spokesmom. And that, I mean, that's like something that then funnels in money to the dream. And that's what I think sometimes we think, oh, we need to do it. And I have some friends that are not truthful with their journey. And they're my friends that I know the struggle of the entrepreneur because they're at my house having a glass of wine and we talk about it. But online, it looks like, oh, I made a million dollars overnight. And that is not the case. And I think that is like, unless you have some type of, you know, funding that you don't, that you just can dream and you keep having funding come, right. because maybe your family has set that up for you. But for me as an entrepreneur, like it is literally every season and it still hurts me as a real human when someone leaves, like it still is like, Ooh, ouch, you know, mm-hmm. like, but then you have, you know, someone else come on and, you know, it's that kind of thing. So I think for the dreamer out there, just remembering that there's like spinning plates and you got to live, you got to eat. And, um, and then you also, you know, cause some people, they think the dream is just going to happen overnight and you have to really, that's where that purpose comes in. That can be your guiding light of, okay, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I, yeah. we, I, I think I can speak for both of us when we say that everything that you've just shared is like, right. Our, our real estate videos are a different version of what we're doing to right. spin the plates. What I always say is, and what keeps me going in the dream alive is that there's a, the quote is on my desk upstairs, chipping away. It's a matter of spinning and chipping away. Like you just have to stay on it and keep working, do what it takes. And having a support system that has your back. Like one thing that my husband did when I met him is he said, okay, for six months, I want you to dream as big as you can. I want you to go for it. I want you to run as fast as you can. He also never said it six months, like close and shop, but I had, I knew I had six months to like double down on myself. And we're entering in that season with moving studios right now, like going into Cine city studios, that is going to be so huge for our show that I just, I just had a meeting with my whole team saying, we are doubling down on the Whitney Reynolds show in 2023. We are believing double down. Yeah. Can we do one of the live tapings? Yes. I was going to say, send me your email. We're sending out confirmations today. (laughs) We'll We'll be be there. there. Yes. Yes. I would love it. I'm so excited. And you would actually get to see our new studio space because that is where we're moving into, which officially we haven't shared, but is it, it in Cine, is it at Cinespace? Yeah. So Cinespace is right next door. This okay. is actually owned by Chicagoans that love the area, cool. believe in the TV district. Hell and yeah. it's awesome. It is such a cool, mm-hmm. unique space. I'm so excited to let our viewers come in, sit in with us and see this all happen live. Before we get closing up, I wanted to ask you being a new mom, my mom, myself and Michelle having twins, you have twins. And as we discussed, we're all entrepreneurs what kind of tip do you have? Do you have like, um, uh, one piece of advice that you would give a working mom just trying to make it? I would say seasons seasons are so important. Like being a very type a personality, I got so 
caught in with my breast pump that I thought this was going to be the rest of my life. Right? Mm -hmm. No, I should have told myself, Whitney, this is going to be, I ended up doing it for 12 months, but this is going to be 12 months of your life. Okay. Arm, you know, there's going to be something though, next season, like next season, it's going to be, they're walking and tearing up your kitchen. But I mean, in there's good in every season too. So I know it sounds like my kids are little um, stinker doolittles, but they, I get, I got so laser focused that this is going to be it. And I think it's just remembering like with every season comes changes and that's okay. And it's, it's adapting that learning curve. It's saying, okay, I'm in a new season. One thing that for us, our twins are in first grade. And we, we made the difficult decision. I know it's so fun to put them in the same class on purpose. We got some pushback. Um, but the reason we did that is, you know, we know this boys are very different than girls and I have boy girl twins. And so we wanted to, at the same level, keep them and see, okay, where is Atcher learning different than Marlo? And where is Marlo learning different than Atcher and really see that. And what I'm learning in this season for me is that boys and girls are very, very different. And you might have always had them know the ABCs at the same time, but as they are developing as little humans, things are going to be different timing. And we have to work harder with maybe one in one area and one with the other. And that is this current season I'm in, which Mm -hmm. a year ago looked very different. It was kindergarten and trying not to cry at drop off every day. (laughs) <laughs> you know, the truth of the matter is this, this idea of seasons goes for moms or not moms. Mm-hmm. I was a, not a mom for a long time. So I relate to the people who are listening. I'm sure we all do too. Or like, what? I don't have a kid. What are we talking about seasons, but seasons for all of us. I think it's a really important thing, especially as women, we go through so many like physiological changes. Oh, yeah. So everything is just kind of like yeah. <laughs> in yeah. time, things will get better. But speaking of seasons, I want to touch on this before we close up is that I read that you once had to ask or borrow a suit or a dress for an interview. And I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure you probably don't have to do that anymore, but that was a season you once went through. And now you are working with the organization of dress for success, which is an incredible um, non-for-profit. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Again, I am super spiritual. I think there is no doubt why I had to borrow a suit to pitch the network mm-hmm. because I am one that I love that when you get back where you're going to say, thank you. I love, thank you. I love, thank you notes, but I also say change it for the person after you and dress for success is doing that. They build confidence. They do resume building. There was this time when I had the opportunity, cause I was doing the real estate videos on the side as I was trying to do this online talk show. And I was in a house in the gold coast and the lady said, you should have your own show. And I said, well, funny you should say that. Cause I do. It's just on Facebook right now. And she's like, what do you mean? And so she said, I started, it was on Facebook. <laughs> well, kind of, it, it, it evolved very fastly. I was awesome though. Yeah. It was funny. Cause I was a anchor out in Rockford and I had him right in my contract in case weekends with Whitney gets picked up and they're like, where is it right now? I'm like, mm, it's kind of my status. Like that's, <laughs> that's what it is. But it's, I knew that's what, what I wanted to do. So I, um, I was in Cindy Goodpaster, I call her, um, actually one of my TV angels houses. And she's like, you should do this. And I'm just like, I think I should too. And she's like, you should come down and pitch the network. And I walked into NBC tower, which still cracks me up. Like these, I mean, these little winks from above crack me up. I like went in with oversized heels because I was, I, I didn't know I better. Like now, your ankles are walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is, life is, 
it's changed now a little bit, but <laughs> with oversized heels and a borrowed suit from who ended up being my maid of honor at the time. She was oh. just a legal mom from two floors above. And she, she let me, and she's a tiny, tiny human, like just very petite. And so I, I was probably like oversized heels busting out of a suit, you know, but I just remember scooting in and I had that moment and they said yes to me. But I, what was beautiful about that moment is I was able to go in with confidence and mm to know that I was dressed appropriately and ready. So that was like one thing I didn't have to worry about in the idea of pitching the network. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward. Now I do um, volunteer with dress for success. I love the organization. I think the idea of giving people confidence is amazing. My husband and I are about to do one of our own clothing drives um, with, for men that are coming back um, out of service. And that's one thing that was laid on to David's heart that he wanted to do. So we're going to be pushing that in 2023 for our military men that are trying to get back into the workforce and they need clothing. So, um, so yeah, so that was, it was a moment for me. There's been so many of those moments of, um, and the funny thing is, yes, I still do borrow clothes though, because you know, like when banana Republic was a sponsor, they like, let me have it. And then I had to bring it back. (laughs) So in a way I'm still kind of doing that. (laughs) That's okay. But you're absolutely right. I feel like going into these situations of whether it's, you know, a job interview or even meeting somebody for the first time, having the confidence, um, when you're feeling like you're dressed, okay, does it, it, it sets you, it does set you up for success. Well, I mean, our sister, Nicole always says, you know, you look good, you feel good. It does, it does help. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like just having that, um, if one of the things we take very serious on our social media is being that like corner for people to feel like confident. And like, if you, and, I, and it cracks me up because some people are saying like, Facebook's really, you know, not a thing anymore, Whitney. And I love Facebook. Okay. Just FYI, like Facebook's my jam. Like my followers on Facebook are my little community. <laughs> I do love Instagram too, but going back to this is like, we, I want people to in their newsfeed, feel that confidence for me. So like a lot of the times I speak to like, Hey, chin up, today is a new day. You got this go out and conquer those dreams or God didn't bring you this far to stop now go. And that's what I want. I, even if it's like not physical clothing, I'm able to put on people It's that confidence, Mm -hmm. um, armor that I can give them just from my social. I want them to know like they can do it. And yeah, I get that from your Instagram. I, I love what you put out there. It's encouraging and it's bright. And I like how you also say like, this is my story. So you, you have yours, but just we're all here together to like make shit happen. Absolutely. More words or less. Mm-hmm. Um, as we wrap up, um, one of Michelle and my favorite questions we ask our guests is what are you watching, reading, or listening to? Do you have the time to do any of the above though? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So completely transparent, which I know a lot of people, I'm probably going to get hate mail because every time I say this, So I am not a big reader. Okay. Cause I am reading emails and very amazing stories all day. So I love, um, I love devotionals in the morning. You will find me curled up on our, um, like our front living room area with the fireplace going. And I do a devotional every morning and I am a circler. So like I circle words and I Mm -hmm. highlight things. Tell us more about devotionals. Yes. Yeah, so the one I just ordered, I ordered a new one because the one I'm reading, it continues to be a little too much heaven drawn. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely alive. <laughs> I'm going to heaven. I'm alive. 
Like I was kind of getting freaked out with how much heaven was involved. Like, I'm like, so I don't like these God, like, these I'm God, what is this? Heaven <laughs> one day, but like right now I need. Like, I'm same put. So I just ordered a new one and um, it's basically what I call a grace filled and it's believing that God's for us and um, not, you know, there's all those different, you know, realms of spirituality. And I actually grew up Baptist, but now we go to a non-denominational church that like literally has like fog machines and a base. Let's go to Soul City. Yeah, yeah, right over there. Oh, the you probably hear the bass you. Eight <laughs> thirty. Boom, boom, boom. Um, but with that, I love, and I was just having this conversation with my husband. Is I don't know how people do life or spirituality. I met with a friend last week for lunch, and she said, "You know, I'm just now creeping back into, you know, religion and that kind of stuff." Because she goes, "I was told so long that I was doing things the wrong way." And so what I'm reading though is very grace filled, like very for you, very mm-hmm. like if you're, you know if you're in a season that is very barren, like you'll get through and they'll, you know, more is coming your way. And so that's what the the kind of stuff I'm reading, watching. I love the Chicago PD, Chicago fire series, more PD than anything. And it also keeps me like alert. Like I'm like, Oh, my husband's always like, I don't know if it really happened that way. (laughs) Just in case it did, I'm like prepared. And that is a fellow Baylor person that created it. So I love that. And I got to see a little bit of behind the scenes because they taped in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. and that was really fun for me. Um, and I've had an opportunity to hang out with some of the, um, characters, actually Taylor Kenny, I was emceeing an event and he did the Stanley cup. He drank out of the Stanley cup. And then he said, and I want Whitney to, too. So that was really fun. So I like, I feel like the connection, cause I feel like I know some of the characters and so I'm watching that. And then the big thing for our family is America's funniest home videos. Like I'm cracking that because that's still on. And who's the you know host? what annoys me about America's Funniest? Sometimes they pick the winner and I'm like, that is the least funniest one. Well, <laughs> you know what? I've been kind of like three for three. Last night, my husband had a work dinner and I, I nailed, I told the kids and finally they looked at me at the end and they go, you're not doing that tomorrow. You know who they are. They, right. they emailed you, didn't they? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even know that show was still on, but I used to love it when Bob I Saget. Watched it when it came. I know, oh I know. Me Love too. Him. I loved it. And, and then I just, I think it's good, wholesome fun. And I, and one thing I always tell the kids is like, don't get any ideas. So uh-huh. if you're watching this and you get an idea, you're in trouble. We're never going to watch it again. And everybody that looks like they got hurt is actually okay. Or they wouldn't have played it on TV. <laughs> That's true too. So we can laugh at it. That's amazing. I love what you're listening to or watching rather and reading. That's inspiring. I didn't, I did not know much about devotional. So thank you for sharing that with us. And I ran to Nelly this morning. Yeah. What? Oh, you ran ran to to Nelly. Nelly. I've interviewed Nelly too. I, so I'm seeing a common chord. I like to like be engaged with people that I've been around. Like I know. What have you done lately? Because I know that you interviewed Mark Wahlberg somewhat recently too, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, we, um, my most recent celebrity interview was with the actors from the movie bros, which is really changing. It's a rom-com, um, gay comedy, which is really cool. And so, um, that was really, I'm excited to plug that in our new season because it just shows like how we are moving the dial forward in directions, like even by major productions, which is cool. So Mm -hmm. that was my most recent celebrity interview. I'm interviewing the cast of wicked on Friday. So I'm going to go behind the scenes and Oh yep. I, listen, fun. I think you have a third audience member here. Kevin mm-hmm. is captivated by you. Her. Bring Never. Kevin by any time. Yes, Kevin. And then I have a good friend with a dog named Gary. Kevin, Kevin Gary. Gary, and Sir Crouton. Sir who needs who needs a live human audience when I could have um the hounds 
Oh, I yeah. love it. Whitney, yeah. um, for our listeners, can you tell us when they can catch your show and where they can find you on social? Yes. So I say this now because for a long time, you had to be very deliberate with how you were Google searching me. You could literally just put in Whitney Reynolds and you will find everything, even um, what time I was born, I believe is what (laughs) even is that detailed. But really, I, I joke about that. But like when you just search Whitney Reynolds, you can really find what you want to see, like based on the different type of programming. So we have our PBS show, which is my baby, the Whitney Reynolds show that pops up immediately. We're in our new season, which kicked off two weeks ago. Next week is amazing young kids that you'll want. I mean, these kids will be future presidents that are on the show. It's really cool to see kids that have overcome so much at a young age that are changing the world. So that's coming up. And then you can also see what I'm doing on the radio. So I have Whitney's women. I'm actually headed to iHeart here in a little bit. And, um, and then I'm, I'm doing more digital stuff too, which is new. So outside of just the TV, we're adding like extensions to the show. So those are really fun. And then you, if you, I say my own reality show, that is Instagram. Like if you want to, if you want the, I, I enjoy so it, just watch my stories. Cause that is always something, Amazing. you know, it's so funny as we're wrapping up with you, you can must hear Luna. Luna. That's my baby. She oh, yeah. knows exactly. She's like, they're closed. They're wrapping things up. Um, Whitney, we're going to end here and thank you so much for your time. You are exceptionally inspiring. inspiring. Um, I'm, we're just, we're so grateful that you took the time out of your busy life to sit with us and Kevin. Thank you so much. Um, we'll share all the links that you mentioned into our show notes so that people can find you and listeners. If you're not watching, following, or listening to her yet, now's the time to jump on board. Mm. All right, everyone. Thank you for staying, for tuning into cozy conversations with the sister project. And as always stay cozy, everybody. Back in 2021, I had the opportunity to sit down with Aviva Brill, a life coach and the founder of Copilot for Wellness. Little did I know how badly I really needed this conversation. Navigating time management, work-life balance, and decreasing mental clutter were the main focuses of my continued journey to evolve and grow as a person and a businesswoman. Co-pilot and life coach Aviva Brill has a master's in clinical social work as well as a certification in holistic coaching, which makes her a really skilled listener, meticulous note taker, and an intuitive support system. Aviva literally is your co-pilot. Specifically, Aviva offered me tools to be a more effective communicator, especially when it came to having the more difficult conversations. Because of that, I feel empowered and confident, more now than ever before, both personally and professionally. When I decided to invest in myself with Aviva Skilled Coaching, each session felt like a hybrid therapy coaching experience. The conversations ebb and flow depending on the subject, leaving me with the endorphin rush of a therapy buzz, along with the action items as the goal is always focused on moving the needle forward. Does any of this resonate with you? If so, maybe you are in need of a co-pilot. For more about Copilot and life coaching with Aviva Brill, head to copilotforwellness.com and reference the sister project at time of sign up for 10% off. Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of the sister project, check us out on Instagram at the sister project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy.